This is the Kita Anime Podcast for December 20th, 2011. Episode 5, Harpooned. It's time for the Kita Anime Podcast with Dito and KT Data. How's it going, everybody? How are you all doing, guys? How you doing, Dito? Oh, God, I can tell you in the days. Tell me what. That Kita Today is brought to you by dedication, because right now I am missing my work Christmas party for this. Why would you do that? I went to my work Christmas party. I mean, that's yeah, why we filmed on a Wednesday for last episode. Yeah, but I think your Christmas party probably been a lot better than mine. And I'm pretty sure there's going to be one or two people from my work is watching this. And they're going to be like, this is what you missed us for? Yes. And yes. 100% awesome. I only, because I only watched the last two episodes Sean at this like an hour ago. It's better than me watching C3 and Sean in the past hour. <laughs> One of these days we'll finish early, right? Right? No, it's because it's because it's just this schedule. There are yeah. schedules are just so messed up. Because what? Guess what, guys? It's a week before. No, you it, We have it's four days before Christmas. Yeah. It's crazy. It's super crazy. And uh, yeah, it's funny. Actually, my work party has. I turn you down instead of the background music. Yeah, because I'm always live. Yeah. Feedback. Feedback. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Um, yeah. And then Dmax wanted to make sure I said Tuesday, December twentieth, twenty eleven. I got the right date this time. I don't think anybody noticed last episode when I didn't. <laughs> Until we pointed it out. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. I'll get it. <laughs> One of these days. I I can't read. So yeah. Um, but yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna because tell we're you, professionals. Yeah, I was gonna tell you about my uh, work party. We were doing karaoke because that's what I do, karaoke. And the, by the end of the night, we had one of our uh, one of the guys that I work with. He's from Japan, and he's not even singing into the microphone. He has some kind of alcoholic beverage with him, and he's just singing into the <laughs> bottle every time. <laughs> <laughs> It's so Asian. Oh. And just like you know, as DMX said, you're so Asian. Oh, it was it was the best best thing ever from that party, and that's why you got the show <laughs> day late. <laughs> so anyone who's watching us live right now has probably noticed there's something a little weird about me, me and KT. Um, Nothing yes. is weird about us. We're as abnormally normal as we always are. <laughs> Very. Why, why would and you say there's for, anything wrong at all? <laughs> and for all those who are not seeing us right now, we do have panda hats on. That's my hair, dude. I specifically KT dyed it that way. does have panda hair right now. <laughs> you, you like how I grew out this? I'm, I'm not too... These bangs took forever to get right, but... It's all for I'm more concerned about that nose. You know, how'd you get that nose right here to get so... I stole yeah. it from a movie star. They're shaving How them off left and right. There? 
Well, <laughs> I talked to Pamela Anderson and she wanted a reduction somewhere and I wanted an enlargement. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Shall oh, we jump TMI. into our first Bye. show? <laughs> <laughs> And our first show is Groping Crown, and it's brought to you by Koi. It's not just talking about fish. <laughs> oh, uh, this is the, probably one of the funniest things about this show is just because and how much it signifies that. Anyways, last we left off is meeting Shoe's mom, a flower saves a ship, and a beach episode. Beach episode! Oh, yes, and there's a plot twist. Wait, 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 wait. The show has a plot? I thought you said fan yes. service, fan service, and groping. That's why I watched it. I lied. Oh. Sorry. Oh, well. I guess we can follow the story. But the story starts out pretty interesting because they're giving their, like, their love fortunes told by Viva, their horoscope thing like, yeah yeah like i want a phone like that that can do the full like screen thing and the whatnots yeah, yeah it's gonna be like our phones but they extend out into just big screens you can put, yeah, like, so just like, something this big <laughs> that'd be cool i want i wonder why they don't do video calling though have you noticed that if they have yeah, these they, like things they, why can't they do video calling probably not not of bandwidth yeah bandwidth they probably cats. they probably go through Those they probably go through cats. horizon Verizon, Comcast, all of them. I can't stream porn and do video calls at the same time. What is wrong with you people? Funny thing is, too, I have both Verizon and Comcast. <laughs> all of a sudden, you just disappear. Tito? <laughs> Anyways, um, when they're talking about their fortner, their love stories and love fortunes and everything, one came up with a tiger-striped tea kettle. Most random thing at, like, a tea kettle? Okay, I can understand. But a tiger-striped one? Where in the world did they get the idea of that? Yeah, and it's supposed, the to be their, it's supposed to be... It's classified under lucky chance. So I'm just sitting there going like, where is this going? And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, tink, 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 tiger-striped tea kettle. And I'm just like, I yeah, want right. one. <laughs> no, seriously, I was yeah. like, I want one. Just because it's so random. Do you imagine someone going to your house, just sitting at your stove, and there's a tiger stripe tea kettle? They're going to be like, what? Uh, and then you go around, it matches my thong. Yes. <laughs> Want to see? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's such a good pickup line. Let me write that down. Want to see my... Wow. Well, so, like, when we first started out, I was like, what? They're doing another school episode? Like, very random. And then all of a sudden they just cut off to the uh, GHQ scene where the dude stole the rock. Yeah, and, the old the old scientist, the director. Yeah, and they're like, he used his pass, uh, Shoe's dad's old pass card to get in. And I'm like, Shoe's dad's supposed to be dead for 10 years or so, and nobody had the inclination to take his security card off the door locks you would yeah you would assume that you know 
if you have someone who's then you know passed away for more than you know, I don't know ten years, they would take that kind of off the record, you know. And this this, this is, is me. Uh, oh, I don't know. This is the company that supposedly found the apocalypse virus vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I guess they want to keep the memory alive by leaving them in the system and then not clearing the card. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> and then that and out of like that was a random scene too because it was literally like 30 seconds. And then yeah, it, it's basically just like in front of the general just saying, "So, do you have any in- inclination to what just happened?" And it's just like, "No." It's like, "Oh, no." Some dead guy just swiped <laughs> like, his card. It's just, so far, oh yeah, I just, I just, it's my first found day. Found a car in the street, and I decided <laughs> to go take the rock. It's like, uh, really? Is that all your? And then next scene, they're on. It was they're... the return of Yahiro. Yeah, back on the Yay. train again. <laughs> God, guess what's in the background, Dido, when he runs into the train? Muggers. No. Ah. It was a Dr. Ginger sign. I'm like, yes, I want a Dr. Ginger again. Seriously, if they ever, like, make a real Dr. Ginger drink, I'll buy a bottle and keep it forever and ever and ever. I guarantee you if they do, you'll find it on J-Lists. No, I'm dead serious. If they do, they'll put it on (laughs) J-Lists. I'm like, why would you be looking at J-Lists, Dito? I see some random stuff every so often because of J-List and J-Box. So I see a lot of ads. I get a lot of ads J-Box. Just say the ads. kind of like migrate over to J-List sometimes. (laughs) All right. All right. Hey, when you see tentacled grape soda, your interest (laughs) starts to peak. (laughs) Oh, but um, it's funny when a Yahiro comes in, you see him knock over and all those blue pills and – my awesome mind says, why is he dropping Viagras all over the place? <laughs> but, well, I saw him he's getting chased by those guys. I think like future Asians after the apocalypse virus kind of can't get it up. That's I, just me. Maybe. I don't know. I, I, I think future Asians after apocalypse virus don't know how to run fast enough to make sure the door doesn't close on them when they're chasing a punk kid. Which is funny you say that because it looks like he dived. Like he just yeah, he, he he like dove, but the other guys they, they like casually walk up to the door and like, oh, the train's leaving. Lunch? It's like punk. All right, <laughs> and they just like walk away. I'm like, seriously? You can't even. You're not even gonna like try to stop the train or anything. You're just gonna go like, oh no, the door's closed. The train's rolling away. Lunch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. And. You know, then you have Shu and the Inari in this train and sees Yahiro and, you know, he confronts Yahiro. Normally, this is where you see a little change in, in yeah. Shu because normally he would never just, you know, confront somebody. He's just like, Yahiro? And he just kind of freaks out and, and they just, yeah, it just goes with him. So I was just, I was actually kind of surprised by that. Yeah. Honestly. Like he's doing more, you're like, oh, kids finally got some balls. Not the they finally drink. dropped, Ever, ladies and gentlemen. Shoes, balls, finally dropped. He sounds the same, though. Yes. Yes, he does. <laughs> but then then comes probably one of my 
my most anticipated and Wait, I have mentioned this before I, favorite scenes. I, I, I swear you're waiting for this for every episode and I swear you have like a flag with his face on it every time. <laughs> I don't honestly, of all the characters I have come across so far, the return of Dan, I'm just like, and there's yeah! Dan. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like Dan is probably one of the more like interesting and funnier characters because he is just so randomly stereotypically American. And they exploit it so badly it makes me want to just cry but yeah. that's the thing to do i laugh at him he is like the biggest comic relief for me i'm, I'm seriously waiting for one of these episodes where i'm saying i'm gonna go back home to texas <laughs> he'll probably say new york or chicago he doesn't look or like oakland <laughs> he doesn't look like he's from oakland oakland I just had to say that randomly. For all those who are in Oakland watching this, you have an awesome city. Oh, we're going to get shot now next time we're in Oakland. Thanks a lot, Dito. Probably. Thanks a lot. Shoot the shorter one, not the taller one, guys. Oh, but... uh, But, uh, yeah, and then there's just more random stuff. Like, I don't remember a lot of what happened during that episode because I don't think a lot did happened other than Chu going all gung-ho on us everything else just was there for filler <laughs> to be honest yeah because we we do find out that uh yahiro needs help yeah you know, so that he Shu his... follows him back to the it was like an aquarium you know, just... or something yeah you know i just realized too Enery wasn't with him in the in the train it was uh harry harry or harry sorry I just realized that. I just totally foobarred that. It wasn't even in there at all. There was, Good thing was it was going shopping. May. Good thing it was in May. Ooh. Oh, yeah. It's because from the tea kettle incident where yes. their other friend's like, oh, I got to go return this tea kettle back to the prop room. You guys should go shopping. Yeah, that's not obvious at all. If I ever had a friend like that, I'd probably slap him. So Dito, prepare yeah. for a slap some of these one day. Uh, no. <laughs> Worst yeah, so wingman I'm, ever. I just corrected myself once again on my um, on our horrible use of names. Because we're you know, professionals, we, we know what yes. we're talking about all the time, all the time. So, anyways, <laughs> um, <laughs> he Shu leaves hair hair I swear to God, it's it's her name's hair. Like it's spelled hair, like hare. a rabbit's hair. Hare, hare, sare. But the thing that I found funny is that after Shu left to go with Yahiro, don't don't shake your head at me. <laughs> oh, I did that like two minutes ago. Oh, I just saw you. I just saw your head down. I'm like, oh, you don't shake your head at me. <laughs> no, actually, I deserve that. <laughs> I probably deserve that. I probably someone face me right now. Uh... But yeah, um, they go they go to like some random aquarium or something, and it, it looks like a pretty nice aquarium too, where um, Gahiro's hiding his brother because we remember from a couple episodes back that's why he betrayed Shu so he could get his brother taken care of, and we discover that when they attacked the GHQ headquarters, uh, Gahiro snuck him out because they were gonna kill his brother. So and. <laughs> I'm not even gonna lie. This is the 
poorest excuse because they're like, I got to go talk with him. And then he's like, what's up, bro? Can I borrow some cash? <laughs> Honestly, it's like you just used <laughs> how how could you seriously consider that? I mean, I can I figure Shu the only reason why he's doing this is just to confirm why he did because she was still kind of naive and still kind of I want to still be your friend type stuff. So can you explain to me ex- exactly why? But no, no, Yaira is just a user. Yeah, and then um, I was like, if you manage to st- find your uh, um, brother, sneak him out of a government or well, equivalent of a government base that's in high security. Sneak him into this aquarium that looks pretty nice, but you don't have any cash. Really? (laughs) I know. I mean, yeah, it's... This guy is so... It's it's so half-assed. I mean, I can't can't get around the fact that Yahiro is so half-assed and can't they just can't do anything yeah. right. I mean, and of all the people he asks, it's Shu, because it looks like Shu's a high roller. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Shu is a high roller. That like, is it, the thing, if you think wow. how much money it costs to like hide a sick brother and be on the run and stuff, you think you'd go ask somebody who might have some money and not Shu. <laughs> I know. I mean. <laughs> You had the gall to betray him, and then after you just happen to run into him, it's like, can I have some money? That's literally like the friend that that left you in another state, drove home. You got had to find your way back. Three months later, you're just, you know, you're just normally fine, and you just bump into him, and then he's just kind of like, oh, hey, bro, you know, then. Can I borrow some cash? Hey, you made it back to Utah perfectly fine. Perfectly fine. Hey, KT. Can I borrow some cash? I have a cactar. (laughs) That's pretty (laughs) much it. (laughs) All right. But anyways, then we later on find that... Yeah. What's up with that song sheet in the shadow box? Honestly. Uh... I don't know, but that better do something with the story soon, or it's I don't I don't know because they made a big deal. They they mentioned it twice because there was that shadow box incident, and then when uh, she he went late in the later episode, she has a dis a crystal, not disc, a crystal of it there too. So I really hope that means something or. They're just messing with our minds. Yeah. Well, the thing that really I find interesting was, about this. And it was on paper, like, wasn't it? Yeah, it was on paper. It was like as a song sheet on paper in this little, I don't know what to call it besides a shadow box. You know, so viewers that people are listening and people who are, don't understand that, but, you know, they don't understand the shadow boxes. It's like that. It's just kind of sitting in there. Yeah, and a piece of paper they, in a, like, a, a frame-like box. And, yeah, and it's yeah. just a song sheet, but then Nina is just kind of like they don't want to use the song. So I'm kind of wondering how the song influence is probably influences something about the, about. I'm assuming it has to influence on either 
No, honestly, I don't know. I just I yeah. can't help but think it has to deal with like the apocalypse virus or has to deal with something along the lines of the void, you know, that's the um, that's Inari has. I don't know. Yeah. It's just so... I, I, it's so up in the air, but we eventually find that uh, Shu is with Yahiro and they're and trying to sneak him out because um Shu actually thinks he has a heart and is gonna try and the Undertakers, right? I'm, I'm watching. Yeah, the the, <laughs> the Undertakers to uh, hide his brother. Yeah, and he's doing it for his brother, not for uh, not for Yahiro. Yeah. and that's what I find interesting is that Chu is just not un- understands that Yahiro is trash. You know, uh, lack of a better word, of course, but he wants Those to help his brother out because his brother him. still is suffering from the apocalypse virus. Yeah, and he's the innocence. But, uh, and as they're leaving, this is where it gets interesting. Just because normally, whenever someone starts talk back, like back talking or raises a voice to Shu, he's just kind of like quivers yeah. and just like, "Oh no, don't hit me!" But he's like, "Say what, bitch?" Yeah. No, that was awesome. He's just kind of, and I just find that to be like he wants to actually do something. I mean, like yeah. the Undertaker's actually finally, has an influence on him trying to do more. Yeah, he finally with takes his... the initiative instead of just being a cowboy. And uh, that was good, but it just happens that the GHQ was watching Shu. Surprise, surprise. I don't even know why they let Shu go back to school, to be honest. <laughs> you don't think they couldn't find out where he goes to school, right? Yeah. They're watching you. Big Brother's watching you, Shu. I don't know. This show has so many plot holes, but for some reason, I still love watching it. (laughs) I have to agree with you on that one. There is a lot of plot holes, but I'm assuming by the time that – because we're only – what, episode 9 right now? Episode 9 and 10? We still have another 20 or another 14 to go. 14 to to 16, depending on what this one is. But – Hopefully those potholes will be filled in because there's lots of questions I have. But I don't know. I still I still love watching the show. And then that's when um, going back to the story, you know, that's when the GHQ they, they see him trying to sneak out the uh, Yahuru's brother. I forgot his name. And then that's when they attack. And this is the first time I've realized the guy that uh, pilots the on on slave or on lave or whatever you want to call it, the giant robot. Is the not, giant mech. Is, is not the same commander guy as the other one, even though they look like so similar to each other. And I'm like, wait a minute. Those two aren't the same person? I thought they were the <laughs> same person this whole time. <laughs> oh, KT, KT. But here's kind of the funny thing I just couldn't help but to laugh at is um, Chu extracts Yahir's void because remember, he had the scissors. You know? <laughs> And he, the, uh, oh God, what was his name? Uh, here we go again, like freaking put names in. But after he pulls the void out, there is a light. And then he uh, locks onto the light. So no matter what happens, he fires his fingers. Yeah, which is like a void tracking, void tracking I finger. I, I don't think it's a void. I don't think it has to relate to the void. I think it just like tracks lights you know or just like you find something to pinpoint well, on it we'll just track that well he lo- i think it was like energy tracking or something when they mentioned it Maybe it was because it's go- going on to the next point you're talking about is that for some reason the uh, carcinogenic 
mutation that's on Yahiro's brother emits the same energy. So the kid totally got pegged with a finger. Oh, yeah. With a finger. Yeah, har- oh, he, he got yeah, harpooned. <laughs> <laughs> For all those people who knew what I was about to say. <laughs> that didn't throw you off, right? Oh, I hate you. <laughs> you almost made me say it on air. <laughs> Uh, but this is where it gets interesting because the mech ends up absorbing the all the crystals, you know, and then it starts what they are calling is a genomic resist or the dude resonance, resonance, yes, not residence, resonance. You resonance. just said you said I, I can read. You, you said resident. <laughs> I write this stuff down and I still don't say it. I know you're the one who wrote that. <laughs> I put these notes in for the fact alone for me to remember, and I still don't read it right. You're a bad influence, me, Katie. You're a very bad influence. Me, me. no speak English. Me read the word that you write, and then it come out. That is scary. Ido-san. <laughs> <laughs> so essentially the what I'm seeing is like the apocalypse virus starts to it kind of like hacks over. yeah it kind of hacks the mech cuz remember these mechs they're not physically in there they're mentally linked somehow I don't know how that works over the waves um but uh yeah they're mentally mentally linked to it and then all of a sudden you just see that carcinogenic Stuff like that black crystal stuff that was over Yahiro's little brother just go right into the mech, and then the mech kind of gets a mind of its own type thing, you know, with the red eyes and everything. And uh, like we're like, what? And yeah, I'm just like watching this, and the thing that really threw me off was when uh, Shu decides to attack the mech, and essentially stabs it with the scissors he finds out that it's actually yahoo's brother's conscience is inside the mech yeah and then they go into that weird you know how in the movies you go into the dream state where you're talking with the consciousness on the sub body field you know like it looks like you're having a normal conversation but you're not and in the background there's flashbacks of when the uh the lost christmas it just happens in the background. Let's hope this. That's what I like. I like that too because it's, when I was thinking of like Lost Christmas, I was thinking more along the lines of you know just. That's just when everybody got sick. You know? Oh, it was like a giant explosion. Yeah, like a, it looked like a war zone, and I, I, I just thought like it was not like necessarily just one day. It was you know kind of like an epidemic which grows over weeks. No, it was just straight on biological weapon right on one day. Which was really yeah. crazy. And so what was it supposed to be? Uh, 2036, I think it was? Uh, some number about it's supposed that. To, yeah, so it's supposed to be the, the 2036. I think it was the year. I just kind of, I didn't put that in the show notes. I just kind of, you know, threw it in. Yeah, laugh it up. Laugh it up, Chuckles. I'm not laughing at it. Why are you thinking I'm laughing at you? We're buddies, right? <laughs> oh. I could see you. I can see you. Just, just use me as a scapegoat. You have like an eight-minute delay on me, so I could like scratch my butt and you wouldn't find out until ten minutes later. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I have acquired a new skill. 
I can lag in real life. So what you're seeing here right now, for all those who can see, is actually me real time. Yep. Dito looks like a Bruce Lee movie right now. <laughs> so now we find yet uh, Yahiro's void is able to cut lies, cut human lies. And how would you explain this? I mean... Uh, well, so, like, the, apparently the way you see it is their life force is shown around them as kind of like a chain link. And then the l- large kitchen shears that Shu has has the ability to go snip, snip. Even though when you think snip, snip, I think of something else that doesn't sound too pleasant, but we won't go into that. Um, <laughs> and so they're still in that dream consciousness state. And um, Yahiro's little brother's like, kill me now while I still love my brother and I look up to him and I still see him as the uh, big brother who's selfless and does everything to take care of me before I start to hate him and see how much of a burden I am to him kind of thing. And then it's just kind of like, snip, and it's done. Yeah. You know, it was not nearly anticlimactic as I just made it, but there you go. So, Yahiro's ability to cut lives, that's how it works. Yeah, on this astral plane, if we want to call it that. Or something. But they don't really go into detail. (laughs) It's like because of all this, all this, this, stuff that uh, she has been seeing he's been getting like the weird dreams like the uh, flashbacks of the days of when he of the apocalypse virus and like seeing people turning to crystals yeah and, and he's he's literally having a uh post-traumatic stress um disorder where he's just everywhere he goes that's what he sees and he starts just freaking out you know i, I was waiting for this episode when when I first saw that conversation, then kid, I'm like, oh, the next episode, he's just gonna be going, ah! and just go insane. And that's that's funny thing because that's what what the first fourth of the episode was is like Shu freaking out. And yeah, he like he can't every time he goes around when people approaches him, it just freaks him out. And uh, uh, what's her face, Hare? She's like taking care of him essentially for during that time and uh all of a sudden guy shows up with uh isa right i think yeah and um they're like we have another mission blah 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 and he's like i quit i'm done i'm out yeah because the episode starts out with them starting a mission and at the moment he's trying to get to enery's uh, void he just stops freaks out and then literally runs, runs away screaming red badge of courage style <laughs> that's what yes. I that's, when he that's did that. The that's the best way to describe that's that. That's literally what I thought. Red badge of courage, bam, and I'm like, oh no, gropey, gropey. Yeah, he just kind of like stop. And just, yeah, you froze right when you did that. <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah, I know. <laughs> perfect timing, Nito. How do you do this? Because you're a professional. Because I lag in real life. 
For all those who don't know what we're talking about because they can't see us, check our video. Watch out. the video version. The, if, if any episode you want to watch the video version, watch this one. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he runs off, says I'm done, and guys, like you're dead. Well, he shoots out. He, he wastes a bullet. Every, I don't know why. Every time I see like. People do that. I'm like, you just wasted a bullet and you're like having a hard time getting supplies. Why would you waste the bullet? <laughs> well, this isn't a zombie apocalypse. So wasting a bullet, I don't think is that big of a deal. Who knows? They could all turn into zombies any day. Funny thing you mentioned that too, because you know, later in the episode, we have a little, uh, I want to mention that again, but um. We have a point in there where uh, Enery is like now knowing that Shu is um, out of the out of the resistance and everything. So Shu is notified that Enery be pulled out of the house. So he finally goes home, where Enery is sitting there waiting for him, and she gives him this little crystal, you know. And apparently, it's a new song that she wrote, which is probably that song in the shadow box. That we yeah, saw earlier. That's, that's what I'm figuring too. But here's the thing that really makes me laugh at the future. Like, especially the future they show us is that we have USB drives for stuff like this, you know, if I don't, or Dropbox. So you would assume that putting stuff onto this, this new little crystal and everything would be durable. No. So Chu freaks out again, knocks away the crystal, calling her a monster. And it just shatters. Bing. I'm just sitting there going like, please tell me that you can put that back together. <laughs> <laughs> nope, it looked like it like totally shattered into little grains of nothingness. Which I'm like, that doesn't happen in real life either. <laughs> I know. I mean, the, <laughs> It was like chip or something first, right? <laughs> yeah. So I'm thinking if it broke just by getting dropped on the floor... Just think how much damage it do if you put it into like that the fancy phones or you know like that PC that he has that in that um, old uh, warehouse ruin thing. How that would suck. Yeah. You know, if I got my USB drive stuck in my computer and everything, all I have to do is get some in those pliers, boom, done, easy fix. Or yeah. you know, take out the USB and the drive hub. I mean, that's not that hard, but that. Crap, I just crushed my life savings of pictures I've taken. And that's why people always back up your data. You never know what's going to happen. I'm just telling you. Back up your data. All right, I've done my PSA for the day. <laughs> Remember, everybody, KT says, back up your data. Eh, 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 I see what you did there. I see what you did there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> So we come we come back to another point where a guy is planning for his next mission. You know, he's on his IV, and it seems like he's saying that his uh, the cycle is getting shorter, so he must begin his limits. It's starting to make me wonder about what was actually wrong with guy. Yeah, well, the thing is, like, I think he has the apocalypse virus because remember we learned from the other episode that people infected with the po- the apocalypse virus can see people's voids, and that's why. Uh, um, Yahiro's little brother knew that Yahiro had these evil shears of life taking away destruction in them. 
And that's so, very true. And then that you know that's what guy can do is see people's voids. So I think his apocalypse he was, virus. He's making he's making me think that too. I mean, with the so with the apocalypse virus being this way, it's it's making you wonder what exactly was the apocalypse virus. Because all of a sudden it's turning people into crystals, but was it really doing? Yeah. Um, and in this episode, and like the GHQ again, well, not even the GHQ, it's the uh, old general dude guy that, uh, that, um, whatchamacallit. He's taken that, away. Yeah. And that, that stole the rock. Yeah, the general guy that stole the rock. The scientist that stole the rock yeah. to the general to put him into the prison yeah. where he's sitting there in blindfolded to what looks to be like um, like an electric chair just yeah. strapped to it. Which makes no sense at all. It makes no sense, I know. It's like <laughs> you would figure that they'd be thrown into a cell and everything, but no, he's in a cage, literally like one of those cages you put down onto a rat. He's in a chair, strapped down, blindfolded. Yeah. And you're like, what? Yeah, I hope they explain that a bit more <laughs> later they on. They probably cause... won't. I was just, I was expecting they're just going to come and just like you know, just go in front of him, just fire at him. And yeah, just right there, but... or he's going to do a coup or something. But... <sighs> he's going to do a coup. Oh. And here comes the funny part about it too that I find I find this to be like the reason why I had this uh, the ad because uh, a guy asks Enery if he actually if she loves shoe. And she doesn't know this. She doesn't know what that means because obviously she's very, you know, Impressionable. very torn. <laughs> yes, that too. But she was very hurt when Shu called her a monster. And, well, I'm not sure about the crystal thing either. It probably hurt her a little too, but yeah. I think the words hurt more than the actual crystal crashing. Yeah. Who said words can't hurt? But, um, yeah, and then this is where it gets interesting again because you know how this, like I've always said about this show, is they pick the oddest times to cut these episodes. Normally it would have ended there, but no. They go all into this where the scientist guys that Shu's mom works for, they uh, go like, oh, we're going to complete what we didn't finish, what was it, 10 years ago? And he sets off this, what I only can say is like, a tuning fork in their base while guy is stuck on a plane somewhere. And apparently they have these tuning fork stations all over Japan, including Tokyo tower, because you can't have an anime without Tokyo tower doing something. Um, just, no, you can't just send out this wavelength that causes everybody to get the apocalypse virus and go, all crystally and break up and then you see Inari just going there this is i think they're starting to explain Inari's past because Inari just goes the last I, the last thing i remember in the episode was her going no no it's not the right song and just like freaking out at hearing that and, tune yeah i'm wondering about this the song i mean is this going to be something like Rossifon where it's like you can tune the world or something that's what's starting to starting to like you know slide into that realm right now where the music Boy, actually the can do something with the world. Like the apoxyl virus yeah. is nothing more than, you know, a tuning fork or something. Yeah. Like, but I had to put in that Tokyo Tower because I was waiting for it. 
Yes, I know you were. Everybody needs it. It's all about Tokyo Tower. Um, and that's literally where it ends. And you know, um, compared to some of the other shows that we're going to talk about today, I think they're pacing themselves really well, and I'm still enjoying it. But yeah, uh, Guilty Crown, Guilty Crown is one of the shows that has this very like roller coaster effect. It has its ups, its downs, goes across, and then you see Dan go across some more. <laughs> you see Dan and- again. <laughs> I, I'd like to mention Dan shows up in I, each of these episodes like, you watch. He's the big. He's the best comic relief I have seen in the show. Honestly, he's the best comic relief from, in my opinion. And the show is just continuously keeping my attention. I mean, I when I get the chance of like not procrastinating to watch this anime and get down to sit and uh, sit down, get to sit down with it, I enjoy it. I thoroughly enjoy this so far, and I hope it keeps going the way it does. Yeah, and. Speaking of another show that I enjoy watching, it's C3. C3 is brought to you by the Humble Breast Alliance. Comrades, assemble! And I know some of you are probably looking at me and saying, KT, you played the wrong theme. No, I didn't. For some odd reason, this 12-episode anime decides to change their theme song on episode 8. <laughs> or episode yeah. 9. <laughs> yeah, actually, it's 8. It's, they, no, 9, you're right. Yeah, Sorry. 9. Correct. It's... And it was funny too because I first saw I first saw the song out, and you know it being me, I just grab anime music when but I can. Because... Japanese music, me get, me get, me get. <laughs> not, not quite because C 3s music is pretty good. I mean, yeah, I actually, I, I like it. It's fun to pop in every so often on random list, but I just figured like this is a good time to switch our uh, intros. Yeah, when they only got four episodes left. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Now I find it the weirdest thing in the world, but because uh. like, and it's not just they changed the song and still has the same intro as before. They redid the intro, like it has new the new intro with uh, new character poses and whatnot. So you don't have fear just dancing the whole time, um, and it even shows some new characters, which I was intrigued me when the first time I saw it too. Mm-hmm. Because. Uh, it, like literally the first thing you see is fear freaking out and she explains that there's this monster that hides in its web and has all these hairy legs and likes to wrap its prey in its web and you think it's a spider and then all of a sudden you just hear this scream and uh what's his face and uh Kono run into a room and you just see fear wrapped up in all this hair Haruki, for all those who for all those who didn't uh, since we've missed this part so last episode oh, we find fuckers. out that yeah. Yeah. what it takes to love a doll what it takes to cross the hill <sighs> and the school festival starts and it's not cross the hills i headed for the hills well you have to cross some hills too i just like staying in the hills <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I was so excited for the new roommate because it's just so random that this—I don't know where this anime is going. 
I don't either. It's like who introduced the new character? Every direction right now. Yeah, who introduced the new character? Like when you have four episodes left, that's not a like a main antagonist. Yeah. So here we do. We meet uh, Kurine, which is also another Japanese doll, another cursed Japanese doll. But apparently, she is not cursed anymore. Haruki cured her. Dun dun dun. One for the good guy. Um, but yeah, and they ask her, "Why are you doing here?" And she's like, "Because this evil lady outside is following me." And I'm like, and "What?" Sure enough, and your new baddie, Alice. Yeah, and let me get this off my chest first. Why do all the baddies care on cello cases? I don't know. I could not answer that right Cause, now. Because you remember uh, PV also had a cello case with the um, dance time in there. Yeah, with our monkey-blooded axe. Yeah. Um, uh, but, yeah, so it's Alice, and she's like, well, I'm very polite. And, you know, you think, oh, we're going to get another epic battle right here, right now. But she's like, oh, I just... You know, I wanted you to come with me to the family. Uh, or I should I want you to come with me to the family. No, well, not right. Wrong movie. <laughs> wrong movie. Um, <laughs> Bad KT. No cookie. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and of course, they say no because when do they ever say yes to the bad guy? <laughs> and, uh, you know, fear pulls out her little man drill thing that, whatever. You know how she goes into all these numbers that I can't keep track of, and they all have crazy names. And I know the name, the word man and drill is somewhere in this one. <laughs> think good men th- love drills. Think good thoughts, Dito. Um, and, you know, and then the uh, lady and Alice is like, oh. Okay, I want to ask you to come with the family if you come with me, Fear. <laughs> so, which leads me to believe that the mob somehow now likes to collect cursed items to use their bidding. Because it, 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 it's it's not the same group of people that uh, PV sent either. Just to make that clear, it's a, yet another rogue group. And man, they like I swear they just make new enemies because they feel like it. Yeah, it's like all of a sudden, here we go, we have our cursed dolls, and then all of a sudden, we have Shallow Case Woman. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where they're going with this. I and, mean, it's yeah. four episodes to the last, and also, and, and what apparently is like the new, the new Dylan, the new antagonist. Like, took, yeah. Yeah, they just, they took in what, almost six episodes just to get PD. Yeah. So, if it goes by the pattern, they should finish it out with this lady right here. Should. But, and and then, like, this lady is, like, polite to annoyingness. Because you think there's going to be a battle. And she's like, well, I will ask you again, Fear. And she just walks off. And this leads me to the next thing, too, because Fear is a cursed cube. Is she really a cursed magnet? I mean, she's attracting all these creepy, freaky people. And yeah. so, uh, 
I just can't help to think that. Like, <laughs> anyone else seen this? Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Because I was really hoping we'd get to this point where Haruki's dad just starts shipping him more people. But no, these, these people just appear randomly now. <laughs> yeah. Like, anybody remember that Haruki, or Haruki has a dad? <laughs> and that's how Fear got there in the first place? <laughs> I think like fears now the like steal the dreams. If you build it, they will come. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, that's what I'm starting to get from this. It's making me laugh from it. Oh, but yeah, but oh, I still I still love it. And then you know you think they'd be all freaked out about that, but no, they go uh, and the they're just uh, what's her face Karohi or Karohi Kirika? No, not Kirika. Uh, the new girl, not Zoe Deschanel. Oh, Kerne. Yeah, Kerne. Kerne. She's like, oh, I uh, think I'm gonna open up my hairstyling salon again. Which yeah, this I find funny. It's like this character who's just been recently introduced, apparently just went to travel, and before all this, was a hairstylist. Yeah, and then this is what gets me is her salon is still boarded up where it was before. <laughs> I mean, everything about this is just like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. And, and of course, everybody in the town has this mad crush on her. And, you know, when... Damn bullies. Uh, and it, it's, it's, it's funny. It's, it's really funny um, how, the, how that happens because I'm going to skip around a little bit. Um, you know, where... Cause, to be honest, both of these episodes kind of blend together. Um, but when everybody finds out, apparently there's a fan club and the president just comes by and it's like, I can't believe I'm late. Here's some assorted batteries. <laughs> of all the things you can you can give to someone as a welcome back, here's a bag full of assorted batteries. <laughs> I'm just like, what? What? <laughs> I know. I'm like, well, huh? I mean, everyone else gives, gives her flowers. They give her like food or fish or something here's batteries yes i like oh man i'm really tempted to give somebody batteries for christmas now i'm gonna go into like the battery shop down the street here just buy a random sort of batteries and just be like here you go merry, merry christmas, christmas. <laughs> katie merry christmas here's some batteries it's just so random um <laughs> It suits me very well. Oh, but ah, oh. and then another part of this episode is uh, Kirika, Miss Miss Bondage. She, oh, this is just so random too. She just goes talks to this. Uh, what is he? The class like student, like uh, one of the teachers. I think. I I don't think he's a teacher. He's like the senior class head or something, something like is that. He, I, I thought he was a teacher, like a staff member. No, or I, I think I think he's like the like he's in charge of the whole student body. I don't know what that would be because you know how Kirika, uh, she's kind of like the president of the class. And then, I thought she's a student. Okay, so bad thing about this is is that I don't. Understand. I watched the shows and I wasn't paying much attention because when I was watching this, it was kind of Sunday night. So I was trying to like throw in the key points. I'll try to remember. So I can't. Yeah. Uh, if anyone can help me out with this, trying to, to let me know if this was yeah. actually a class, like uh, a class representative, class president, 
or a teacher. I don't remember. Yeah, kita at ktdata.net. Send us email. Um, <laughs> yeah, whoever he is, she talks to him. And then, the you know, you can tell he's trying to hold the front. And then she's like, cut the pleasantries. Just get to the point. And he's like, I just opened the box to get uh, sovereignty out type thing. And they go into this very... Uh, dark conversation dark. about the the lab the laboratory committee and all that. Yeah, dark and close conversation. People cause... want want to just find out more about him and yeah, and like the guy tries like just gets really really uh, touchy feely. Yeah. He's a freaky. He's a freaking perv. Yeah, I'm sorry. It, it gets really creepy. And yes. Luckily, uh, Karika, she's like. Let go of me, or I'm gonna rip you into pieces. And you just see the uh, what you call them straps just wrap around the guy's neck, and she just tosses him across the room. Kurakane, I think it was. I think it's called Kurakane. Kurakane, something like that. I don't know. Yeah. One of these days, I'm gonna remember to write these things down. Probably not. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and I was like, what? I thought this was another happy episode. I guess not. Okay, and but then two minutes later, um, yeah, two minutes later, she's she goes into this really weird emo phase. I don't even know how to describe it. She's not her uh, super happy self. She gets a phone call from the. I'm just going to call them the laboratory people. Yeah. I just, it, it, I really don't yeah. want to try to remember their name because they just remind me of freaky lab coats. But the laboratory people give her, like the same guy gives them a call, gives her a call and saying that not to be involved with Haruki's um, the families. problems. Yeah. Families, yes. The families. Don't get involved with the families. So see, she just kind of like goes completely to, doesn't, just doesn't want to, feeling like she doesn't. Ah, emo is the best way to put it. Yeah, honestly, because she I mean, like she doesn't even sound like herself there. anymore. She just like the the type thing, you know. And uh, you know, she just I don't even know. Like she, she just goes emo. That is yeah. the only way we can really put this and make sense for anyone who's hearing us instead of us stuttering trying to figure words out because it's not going to work. <laughs> yeah, um, and then. You know, you see her working hard, planning, because don't forget their uh, sports festival. Is that what it is? Yeah, the sports festival is coming up, and she's in charge of planning all that. So um, under this weird range of circumstances, uh, Haruki ends up being her, like, personal assistant for all of this. Um, yeah, because they, she, he gives her a fair warning saying that the boy you have a crush on can never love you. And, you know, I think it got to her. Yeah. Um, you know, and then there's another side story during all this is uh, Fear. Don't forget, she volunteered to do that dance competition thing. And apparently our majestic fighter is not majestic on her feet when it comes to music. <laughs> oh, no. No. She, she may be a resembling, she may be a cursed cube. She also dances like a cube. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, Koro, well, let's see, Kono is trying to teach her how to dance and everything. And uh, of course, Fear has to mention the uh, 
Cal aspects of of uh, Kono, and uh, Kuro goes like, "Yes, we are majestic women that don't need to hide behind large globules of things." <laughs> and, Essentially, yes. Yes, and, and they they make a. Uh, the uh, humble breast alliance. <laughs> yes, and I found that to be just the funniest thing too, because not oh. the moment they the moment we establish this too, fear gropes, wapow. Yeah, and then they they yell out, deflate, deflate, as if they're like water balloons or something. <laughs> you know, and this is where the show gets so. This is the reason we're calling the show so random because it'd be totally serious and yeah. all of a sudden fan service, like not even not even consistent with one another. Just boom. Yeah, and it it goes from there, and, and then uh, the uh, Alice shows up again. Like I don't even know what episode we're in because these two episodes blur into each other so well. They do. Um, and- she, she gets a haircut from Kuro too, and wants to like just yeah. drop a grand in yen for a haircut. A haircut, yeah, yeah. Who carries that much money? Just this, like, blam. Enjoy. Yeah. Um. So they do that, and then she's warning them again, and all of a sudden there's this like rash of murders. Or not not even rash, it's just one murder of a girl. And, like, the, the body was deformed into the shape of a box. And that totally, like, hits a nerve with uh, fear. And she like, instantly just wants to go after uh, Alice. And, of course, yeah. we, f- we find Alice again. You're expecting a battle at this point, right? Somebody's already died. And she's at a uh, cafe... Drops another grand for that, and then talks to them, and she says, "Oh, that's only the first of many. You're gonna have to figure out the pattern," and then just walks off again. And I'm like, I'm, "I want to mention this too because I'm not sure if anyone else noticed this as well. Did her monocle move to the other eye?" I don't even know. I was watching this early in the morning, so <laughs> I was just, I just kind of found this. It was like on her right eye, and then when they met her at the cafe, it was on her. Left eye. Animation error. Dun, dun, dun. It, I just hope that wasn't me when I noticed that. I, I hope uh, I'm just crazy. I wasn't paying attention, so I don't know. <laughs> um, but, yeah. So, she just, like, runs away and disappears yet again. But they chase her. Yeah, they, they try to chase her, but they can't because she's really quick. And they end up in this, like, abandoned church or some kind of abandoned building. I and, think it was a church. I think it was like an old abandoned church because yeah. I saw like benches and yeah. Anyways. Yeah. And it was, it's funny because when in the chase scene, you only see fear and Kono, but when you get to the church, Haruki just mysteriously appears in the background. Not just that he just waltzes up. Yeah. No, not, not breath deep. No, not no. here. You have two very fit, very agile weapons, so to yeah. speak. Just chasing after this at full speed, and Hiroki's just a normal human, just kind of like, mm-hmm, yeah, you, what's you, up, guys? You don't even see him running, and then in just the scene, you just see him in the background, is just ready to go, and you're like, <laughs> what? <laughs> and, and this is where it gets fun, too, because 
they just attack her. I mean, this is where you see, this is the battle we've been hoping to see when we first saw in episode nine, we finally see near the episode 10. Yeah. And, uh, lo and behold, she opens up her cello case and what's inside Dito? A cello. That's not until what I was expecting. They, until they start <laughs> eating the crap out of it and it turns into a hammer a with hammer. a, I don't know what the, like there's a, there's a term for it, but it's basically a giant hammer with, a crystal me. Yeah. It, and it's very similar to the same kind of weapon that PV had with the dance time. Yeah. I don't think they named it. Did they? I don't, I didn't catch a name at least. Yeah. I don't think they named it, but that's her little weapon. And she does just does this one smack and it totally demolishes the, uh, church. And for some odd reason, everybody's concerned about Haruki's well being during that time. But all yeah. of a sudden this, uh, coffin just appears and he pops out of there and he's okay. And apparently fear has, what was it like? It was like number 24 or something. And she goes, something. In, she goes into 24, like, 27. Yeah. She goes into this like regret phase explaining to him what it is. And it's, it's, it's kind of nasty. It's this coffin where it locks you in and then the bottom of it just turns on fire and burns you to death. With ugh. Just, I don't even know why she went, through explaining it but just hearing that torture device i'm like that's which is funny because hiroki can't be affected by curses so that means that whatever fear puts him in like the coffin and everything it just doesn't affect him yeah which is i wonder really about his like what he is because we see a new side of kona yeah because he bleeds and stuff too so i don't know why he wouldn't burn (laughs) yeah but it makes sense. Ah, yeah, I just it's the story's getting more mysterious at the same time too, more random and it's becoming that show where we have the new character turning people in the boxes. We find that uh Kono has another side juror. Hiroki is apparently really really agile, doesn't want to show it. Yeah. And we still have stuff about Kirika that we haven't even talked about yet either. Yeah. <laughs> and they only have four more episodes or two more episodes after this our after we'd finished talking about it. And like I'm just getting the feeling they're gonna have a season two. I hope they have a season two. I enjoy watching it. Yeah, and the story doesn't even end there. It continues on because yeah. we after all this happens, Kirika comes in and just basically grabs Haruki because she's at this point. Um, already exhausted, exasperated. Yeah, she's like pushing it. Passes out basically. You know, and yeah. Takes it takes. She gets taken into the, the nurse. nurse office, and nurse obviously plays more into it than it is saying that only my girlfriend, only like only. She's I like, I gotta take her clothes blah, blah. off. Um, yeah, we have. Yeah, we have the the nurse of not caring. Yeah, with her pocky, uh, pocky sighting though. I love pocky. Yes, yes, you did. Pocky. Um, um, but I don't know where you find a nurse like this. Seriously, she's the most lackadaisical and laid back nurse I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> um, yes, but, I don't know where they find these people, but uh, she's told by the superintendent to be as nice as possible to Haruki. Anyways, yeah. we take, find that uh, Kirika wants to go home. Because she comes so, to right before um, yeah, just so, before the nurse is going to examine her. Yeah, so they take a taxi home, 
and then uh, you can explain this because you left me a note <laughs> to let you explain this, so you can explain this, Dito. I'm gonna let uh, you're commenting though. So after uh, Haruki takes uh, Kirika home, she says, "You know, I'm gonna do something naughty," and this. Who, if people are watching this uh, C3 up to where we are, they put a lot of suggested windows to everything that they uh, have. Uh, yeah. To everything. But, but in reality, what it is that her um, Kurokane, I just want to call it that because it's that uh, the snake rope thing, uh, ha- has is a cursed item, a cursed weapon that will strangle the user. And since she has the, that uh, bondage gear that allows her not to die from external wounds, it is, you know, just watch. You know, you'll understand yeah. when you watch. Oh. Those who have watched, it will find oh. it to be very, a very I have, for a I have to give it to the uh, animation crew for their uh, unique way of showing what happens because it makes it just feel so much more worse. Because you actually don't see what's happening for most of it, other than a silhouette. But what they do show on screen, it oh, it just makes it feel so much more real. What, what's happening, and this is just one of those things that you have to go see it to understand. Just like when uh, Marjorie and uh, Shauna was just freaking out, this is another one of those scenes you, you literally have to go watch and see because it's oh. I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it right now. It was pretty. It was pretty creepy. It yeah. was. Yeah, but again, with this random story, she's fine in like a couple hours, and Haruki just sits there and waits for her to get better. And then when he's so, that's maybe one loose end sort of tied up. Not really. Um, but when Haruki's walking home, he sees fear in front of an electronic store and there's a, another murder. And then fear finally makes a connection on uh, what's happening. And it's anybody who went to go visit uh, Koro's uh, hairstyles. They're the ones who are getting targeted. And then fear says fear saw something funny when she was walking by the um, earlier where uh, Koro was just like, absorbing the hair of someone yeah so it leaves you to believe that Kurokane may still be cursed yeah and, and that's where the storage leaves off dun 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 yep. so yeah so, <laughs> I don't know what I, I think I'm just going to put it this way for anyone who's been following this as much as we have um, C3 has been that show where it stays very consistent into the storyline when you watch it at one sitting. But if you watch it like us, it just leaves you and just want to go more. Yeah. Um, I don't know. But you know what doesn't leave me more? Frickin' Shauna. Let's just go into it. Ah! Uh, Shauna section is brought to you by Dimensional Distortions. You can feel them anywhere. Uh, Under the sheets. 
<laughs> I didn't even see you put that in until now. <laughs> oh, oh, I had uh, slipped that in. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, when we last left off, Shana, still completely useless. Um, where am I? <laughs> um, what the hell just happened? I don't know what just happened, but everything just got deleted. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what just happened. <laughs> but yeah. Apparently, well, our last episode, Marquis just decided to get deleted. Yeah, but yeah, Shauna was still useless. Again, um, at the end of the two episodes we watched, it was getting exciting because Carmel and uh, the fire lady and the little kid were attacking Ball Mask's headquarters and we're like, alright, this is the epic battle that we've been waiting for. And, um,. Mart and uh, the uh, what is the other guys' name? The Flame Hazes. They were preparing for battle. You know. Yeah. Um. I was all excited. Yay! 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 And then disappointment set in once I saw this episode. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, when we get into the episode, they're just doing more story explaining about what's going on in the series. They're saying that then. The two, like, Ball Mask headquarters and the place that uh, Shauna grew up in, Carmel trained her, which is uh, Tesuku. Then you had Shuri Den, which is the Ball Mask headquarters where once a pair, and when they get closer, a magical they, kind of re- they kind of reassemble again. Yeah. So they use this as a deterrent to this how they got into the Ball Mask headquarters to begin with when we see in the last episode. Yeah, and... um. Unfortunately, we don't get this epic battle that we're even waiting for in this. Um, I would have to say a good chunk of this episode is either they're sitting, one group sitting in an airplane, another group's walking, and the most half-assed battle I've seen in a while. But we do see, we do see Carmel's a ninja. Yes. <laughs> she just can... You know, she's not breaking a sweat and just running extremely fast and no one can see her. <laughs> yeah, she just puts an unrestricted spell around her and just apparently goes, turns her invisible. And just running between people, yeah. just trying to find Shauna. You know, but then we have, like, got the old the kid is referred to an old man. I'm sorry, I'm going to refer to him as a rock Gundam. Yeah, because he makes Gundam sounds, too. Because you go, I'm like, those are Gundam sounds. <laughs> Which I don't... It, it, it wasn't up until like when that uh, perfect defense from their guardian goes over the the mirror, you know, yeah. over the god gates. And it wasn't up until when they get thrown up there and he flips, fire boosters come out of his feet. <laughs> it wasn't up until that moment. I'm just like, it's a freaking rock Gundam. Oh, it's a freaking Gundam. Uh, yeah. And then it turns into uh, Panda Z somehow. <laughs> rock Panda Z. Oh, look, Panda. <laughs> Panda! Free the pandas! Free the pandas! Um, but yeah, so, yeah, and then the flame lady. <laughs> oh man, we are so Rebecca. horrible at names. Why didn't we write anything down? <laughs> I did. I put Rebecca in. Rebecca, as my, as my <laughs> microphone mic. falls over. I uh, apologize for that. <laughs> um, yeah, and. Um, 
I really wish this episode happened sooner. Shauna finally, they have to move her because they're getting attacked and everything. And um, Shauna finally gets enough courage because her maids are, are just, the roof falls in on them. And Shauna finally uh, makes her move to escape. And she gets the, uh, uh, whatever you would call it, her sword finally reacts to that. Because she's, remember, she's still wearing that little bracelet chain thing that is restricting her from using any spells or whatnot. And uh, she, uh, her will apparently is just reflected in the uh, Shauna sword. <laughs> is the best way yeah, I say it. I- Oh god, I had yeah. the name just a second ago too, but and, and yeah, and here's, yeah, the <laughs> and, oh, it, and, and she yeah. just turns. <laughs> Forgive me, I completely yeah. space the name and actually know it is the worst part. The, yeah, it's just not coming out properly. But here's the thing that really interesting uh, that found interesting in the first season, and then she just you saw the you saw the mystis that was holding and, the sword, you know, and then uh, yeah, she just uh, it turns into this like being and just pretty much slices up half of ball masks internal defenses yeah and what i thought was that shauna beat that mesis that was the holding the sword to which is i was known as uh tecumo iku which was just known for his he was like a well-renowned swordsman at the time and just always finding a stronger the stronger opponent where shauna beat him I thought he was just gone. I thought that he, that she beat him and he was gone, but he resides in, in the, the sword. sword. Yeah. And he just comes out and goes after the, uh, and then just like, like, Find yeah. Um, and then the guy who's in charge of the, uh, defending the ball mask base totally just gets chopped in half easily. Yeah. I, well, Most anticlimactic way of like, dying, too. Tenko, and I'm just like, oh, yeah, he's pissed. Because, <laughs> like, you, you think that, because they tout him for being, having the most awesome defenses, and he just gets sliced down. <laughs> and all, all of a sudden, you see the little uh, cover thing over the god gate just disappear. And everybody's going, what? <laughs> and I find this to be kind of anti- uh, anticlimactic because he was known to be, like, the guardian that's yeah. perfect defense like the old man's rocket stuff you know he just couldn't do anything um rebecca couldn't put a scratch in all those defenses i mean and all of a sudden here comes you know temko and just like slice yeah like butter and well yeah that was just a stupid way to get rid of him to be honest um and then when that happens you know of course, the old man just does the old um, Mazinger thing and just shoots out his rocket arm and cracks open the invisible wall. So now everybody can see where the ball mask base is in the world. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> I just find this to be the most funny thing, too, because it is a rocket punch. Yeah. Anyone who, they, anyone who has watched any old mecha, any of the old Japanese mecha, knows this and will appreciate this yeah to some degree it's crazy what you know he does because it's 
like literally that's all all I got from this episode to be honest is that it was a uh, homage to the old giant robos and the getter robos of Japan. It really anime. is. Yeah. Cuz the rest of the episode is kind of boring. <laughs> it really is I mean the whole you can really sum up episode 9 to be Shauna gets her sword back. Gets, I think gets her sword back. We see a rocket punch, Gundam sounds, and basically she—that's about it. Honestly. Yeah. And then this, yeah. And this then the saddens, main, this saddens me a little bit, just because you only have two more episodes after this, and this is supposed to be their last season, so you'd think they'd go a little faster. You would figure, and because pretty much the thing that I was hoping they wouldn't do they did yeah because i mean they wallowed on uh, shauna getting caught and captured for for at least four to six four. episodes four, and, four episodes at least i'm like oh, it like i told you earlier before we started it seems like what they did with the walking dead when they're like we gotta find sophie we gotta find sophie spent seven episodes on that well sorry they spent six they spent five episodes on yeah. They kept on wallowing around that, trying to find the little girl. Yeah. But back and, to our show. Yeah. It, well, it's almost the same thing. Oh, Shauna's trapped. We got to go get her. Dot, 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 dot. Yeah. But then eventually she gets she gets here and Nieto no Shauna. That's what it was. Nieto no Shauna. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I just remembered. <laughs> yeah. And then in the. So she gets that. And then in episode nine. We see Shauna slashing up the place, trying to get out. And Carmel's like, dang it, I couldn't go get her. Dang it, she's already got her way out. <sighs> and like, you literally see this whole scene where she's just sitting there wallowing. <laughs> yeah. And then comes the funny thing, because Shauna gets into this uh, big room. And I'm sorry, there's a camel. Yeah. I mean, no matter how I looked at it, I just figured, yeah, it's one of the ball masks. Yeah. It's a freaking camel. Yeah. And what does no, he really. do? He a gets, camel. Yeah. And like his battle style, what does he do? Does the Dracula thing. And then he has peons. I'm like, oh, are you kidding me? This is ridiculous. <laughs> and when he gets serious, his peons don't look like peons anymore. They look like doubles of him. And I'm like, Really? Yeah, they really they they're really lacking on like character development. They just kinda like introduced He's like pretty much people. Shauna fodder. That's 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 what it is. He's Shauna fodder. <laughs> yeah, that's that's all they can like how he's he, supposed to be like a king of the king of gays. He's supposed to like win the king of gays and just Shauna just waltz in there and just like think. Yeah, and she doesn't even have the other dude helping her either. It's just her and the sword. And, like, how he dies is the most weaselly way ever, too. He's like, I'm going to get defeated by a human blah, blah, blah. And then Gianna just demolishes her. <laughs> yeah. But then we find that um, Rebecca is is fighting up with, let's be honest here, a, horn, a, a lion with a horn. I'm sorry. That's, just... that's not stereotypical at all, right? No, it's not. I mean. And he blows wind. <laughs> He blows something, all right. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm like, I'm trying to give Shauna my best attention, my best. You now, because it was a show I've been following and very excited for yeah, when I first like, heard it. Like out of the three and shows, it is. It's yeah. just 
lion with a horn is called fanfare. I'm, okay. <laughs> the first thing I heard was like fanfare. I just thought of like Final Fantasy. And yeah. then I just think, and I just like thinking, is he going to play the Final Fantasy fanfare? If he does, I'm going to stop <laughs> watching Shannon now and we're going to continue on with our uh, next show. I'm yeah. just stopping here. Yeah. But luckily that wasn't the case. Oh man. Overall, this is bad. Not even going to lie. Um, out of the three shows, I was the most excited for Shauna. And out of the three shows, it's the one I'm most disappointed about now. Because you'd think they would do something better than this, but they didn't. I know. they. You'd figure that with 12 episodes, they wouldn't have put a 24 episodes into 24. Because you're seeing a lot of story development that's very pushed. Yeah. You're seeing... Oh, you're seeing flame haze bombs. I'm sorry, because once the barrier is broken, you're just seeing like dozens of oh, dozens yeah. of everybody skydiving without a parachute. And they're just yeah, it's the flame hazes. And, it's a flame haze and, bombs. I'm sorry. And, that, and using commercial airplanes too. That's what got me. They're all in commercial airplanes. It's not even like the giant helicopter ones you get. No, it's 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 commercial airplanes. Just and they they're jumping out with no problem at all. And I'm like, oh. yeah, and. First thing you see is one of the, the the generals come down and build a castle. Yeah. Just boom, castle do. Yeah. And the only thing that really interests me in the fact alone is that Shauna is learning to actually control her powers. I mean, before she just kind of did what she was taught but didn't know the meaning behind it. So she's becoming stronger with every with every second. And it's something that should have happened last season but it's like they're yeah. just they're cramming this all into the two episodes. I mean, we have two episodes left, people. Yeah, and, two episodes. You, and the thing is, if you noticed, Yuji doesn't even appear in one of the episodes we watched this week. Yeah, he appears once, and that was when they're <laughs> in the God Gate for like, no, quite literally, I think it was for 20 seconds. Yeah. Like, Yuji pops in for 20 seconds, has maybe not even a paragraph, you know, like, he has an ad campaign yeah. of, sen- of sentence of no of airtime, so to speak. Done. Yeah. And none of the he's main mentioned once. Yeah. He's mentioned of... once in the show. Yeah. The main characters hardly even show up. Like we see all the ancillary characters get more screen time in in this, and I'm like, oh man, this is bad. Yeah. For so... for everyone who is following Shauna with us, I mean. It is like for what it is, I can see being fine and everything, but for what is become and what I was anticipating, it's been very lacking. <laughs> yeah, I was. I still enjoy it. I still enjoy it for what it is, but you know, if I was, since we're dissecting the show and everything, it's very disappointing yeah, for um, like what I, we're trying to break it down as. I have to force myself to watch these episodes now because I'm like, oh man. These last two episodes, I'm I'm hoping that they'll be better. Yeah, I mean, I, like, they, they, we're gonna have to finish this up. I'm hoping for so some miracle. Note, for everyone who is watching us, please let us know what you want to see because we yeah we really, next after we next need, episode we got we need nothing. something. <laughs> um, I'm gonna I don't know. We'll start reviewing Pokemon or something if you guys don't pick. You know, I could start reviewing flower arrangements. Don't give me a look. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, I'm going to start re- showing you paint dry. I'm going to just, like, paint the canvas white, and we're going to watch that for an hour. Ain't that exciting? 
It might be more exciting than the Shauna series right now, but <laughs> if you have any suggestions on what anime to watch, kita at ktdata.net. Um, guess what, KT? Or Dito? What is it, Dito? I mean, KT. Uh, I was thinking of the email address, though. <laughs> um, <laughs> guess what, Dito? We are... Uh, it's a show. We're a little late today because I ran into some technological issues and yeah um but we uh, didn't watch the show when we're supposed to so we did uh, it to this, like, just like like two hours ago yeah now. yeah that's how we roll though um but remember we always record these live around seven ish or to so ten. to ten ish usually mountain time we'll just we'll start around there yeah ktdata.net forward slash live we're always there um Check out ktdata.net for all the news and reviews of geekery. I mean, Dito's car got featured in a uh, French magazine, wasn't it? Yes. Um, if there's a review on the ktdata.net about the Itachi cars that I was interviewed for because you now all the information's there. And for all those who actually seen my car and know my car, that's a very mild um, Itachi. Mild mannered. <laughs> Like Superman. During the day and during the night, it's, it's my driveway. <laughs> um, yeah, and our next episode is actually January 3rd. So in the new year, in the year 2012, that's going to be great. Um, yes, for all them, for all everyone who's going to be seeing us in the new year, we wish you happy holidays. And um, yeah. hopefully you get some good swag and stuff for Christmas. Yeah, Um I know. Have a safe New Year's. Don't do anything irresponsible because I only got a we only got a handful of people who listen to this. So every one of you guys matters. Um, but have a fun, safe holidays, um, Dito. As always, thank you for uh, dealing with the procrastination and everything. And I always have fun when you're here. So uh, I'm not yeah. much different from you. <laughs> I don't know. All right, guys. We'll see y'all later. Take care. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Okay, say something. Later today, we're going to interview KT Data to see exactly if she did smell of 18 years old. What? <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was a term I heard today at work. It was hilarious. Uh, the, I don't know. I came in like halfway the conversation, but there's like they're talking about how um, like people are about pedophiles and everything. And then they come up like, well, she smelt of 18. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Smelted 18? Smelt of 18. And I was like, What? And then they told me the story. I'm like, oh, you guys have me worked it for a second. Okay. Don't 18-year-olds just smell like Axe and Britney Spears perfume? No, because we started talking about all the like, Disney child stars that just didn't make it. You know? <laughs> like the ones that kind of went off their own because, like, you know, Justin Bieber and all that. Bieber. I don't know why. Bieber wasn't a Disney Bieber, star, though. No, he was, he was in the YouTube star. So yeah, Disney. he was a YouTuber.
thing. Yeah, same with that. Um, with Black. the thing. Yeah, she was a YouTube thing too. All right. Yeah, she's a one-time YouTube thing. Anyways, <sighs> why are we talking about this? Anyway, let's because start. We're, you wanted me to talk. Yeah, I was checking the levels. For some odd reason, I never can get myself as loud as you. Oh well, it works. I'm always gonna be louder than you, and just let's face it, facts. But, but I'm yeah. cuter. Actually, you are, and that's just the funny part too. And it's because everyone thinks I'm about my mid twenties, early twenties, but reality, I'm my late twenties. <laughs> oh, Giza! All right, let's do this. I had, I got that on tape, by the way. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> we find out Dito's true age. News at 11. <laughs> wait, wait. Make sure I'm recording everything. Double check. Double check. <laughs> you should have started recording when I was talking. We were talking about the insulation between my walls. <laughs> Everything's recording. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's not screw up tonight. Go team. Let's, let's, let's do it. Let's, let's just screw up tonight. <laughs>